0: so as we near year- end uh, and I just reflected on this week's passage I spent a little bit more time actually looking back at my life experiences that have led to uh, who I am today where I am today and uh, even just who my family is and, and who we've become and these are just uh, just really pivotal experiences that um, in my life, pivotal relationships that have come and gone, uh, pivotal experiences that that have led to vocation, and even pivotal unexpected, the the things that um, I did not foresee or uh, want or desire that that are peculiar, um, but were just pivotal in my life. For example, becoming a pastor. Uh, I didn't grow up thinking that I was going to become a pastor. I don't know how many people actually do. Uh, But even just 10 years ago, if you were to come to me and tell me that I'm going to be a a pastor uh, within the years to come, I would probably in a pastoral manner tell you that that you're wrong. Like there's just there's no way that desire was not in me and that path uh, was not, I guess, in near sight. Um, See, I was in business. I was I was finding success. Uh, in both sales and management. There was upward trajectory. Uh, there were uh, vacations through the company. There was the the padding of the 401k. Uh, and right about that time, uh, Caitlin and I had started visiting a new church. And somewhere along the lines, I got asked to do some stuff. I got asked to share some aspects of my life with others and eventually got asked to, to lead in certain ways. Um, and I remember for about a, a two-year period, uh, there was just this, as I was progressing in, in business, there was this, this tension. I found kind of this competing love in, inside of me um, for, for my time and, and what I was giving my effort to and, and really what I mostly cared about um, in this competition was ministry. It was, it was church and really just this growing, uh, really just love for God and, and love for others. And I started receiving encouragement in areas of my life that I never expected, that uh, I definitely didn't desire or hope for. Um, business eventually became this thing that I tried to do the least amount of, uh, yet still trying to make the most amount in, really to free me up to do the most amount of ministry. And it eventually led to a decision, a decision of really about a 75 percent pay cut, uh, risk, and just complete unclear future, um, in some ways, uh, unwanted and definitely unexpected call into vocational ministry. And then the other side was stay on the path that I was, doing well, finding success in business. Um, there were still plenty of ways to grow in loving God and loving others and having these experiences, uh, but there was also less risk. I could expect more of what life was going to come uh, in a predetermined manner. So let me just ask you, like, let's, if we were to, to look at life experiences uh, and just taking this one for example, what, what would you do? Like if you were to think about your life right now, you've been working in one way, you start being called to this other, higher. all those things I just listed, how would you respond right now? What would you do? How would you react? Or if we just take your own experience, if you think back over this last year, over the last handful of years, maybe the unexpected, the peculiar things that have just come up in your life that, you, that just really just popped up, that you didn't plan for, how have you responded? How have you reacted to those things? What are the decisions that you've made and what was driving them? Now, these don't have to be good or bad things, right? I don't, I don't think everything is inherently good or everything is inherently bad in, in the sense of the decisions that we make. Um, and they don't have to be big or small either. But I know that in, in it's been true for my life and I would assume in yours and uh, really for most of us, where we're at today, who we are in this life, is heavily determined on how we've responded to the unexpected in our life thus far. And I want to list just really a few ways I think we can respond to these unexpecteds. And mind you, like we, we kind of ebb and flow out of these different seasons, different circumstances. Um, but I think these are pretty consistent. So one, when things happen in our life that may seem uh, maybe seen as peculiar or unexpected, We can simply think of them as interesting or coincidences and kind of just ignore them. Maybe just be passive about them in our life. Two, when things in our life uh, happen that are maybe seen as peculiar or unexpected, we can get concerned. We can get careful. We can see these things. It could be a threat. Maybe they're going to mess something up in our life. We cannot plan for them. So we very quickly try to shut them down. We maybe even run from them. And sometimes, I think when things in our life are uh, peculiar or unexpected, we might actually take a posture of, wow, I don't know what this means, but I'm gonna be open to it. I'll give it some more time before, before determining what this is going to play out in my life. For some reason, this is here. Let's see where it leads. And again, if we look at the big and small of life, there's so many things that can fall into this bucket. You think relationally, it could be the high school friend that you ran into that you haven't seen in years. Uh, It could be the estranged relationship or family member that is now coming around again. Um, Maybe just a, a curious neighbor. And why are they in our life at this time? Your career path is taking you one way, but a hobby you have or a place that you serve is trying to kind of start to pull you in a different way. It's the health diagnosis or uh, the relational letdown that is causing you to change stuff up in your life Mm -hmm. and maybe even having to, to give attention to something that you didn't have to beforehand. You always thought of yourself as a certain type of person or a certain type of leader with certain gifts or capabilities but people are starting to compliment you or encourage you in certain ways that you didn't expect. So how do you most often respond when something peculiar or unexpected pops up in your life? Are you quick to dismiss? You tend to control or do you respond with wonder, curiosity, openness? We're going to wrap up our series, Light in the Darkness, this morning, where uh, we've been exploring the the characters of the nativity scene, what their life is like, and what we can ultimately learn from them. And I think today's story is going to be pretty familiar for us all, as we probably have an idea of the Magi or the wise men and the gifts that they bring. Um, But really, we're going to look at three different responses to an unexpected light. So we can start off in Matthew Uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. uh, That'll be our reading for this morning. Matthew's the first book in the New Testament, our gospel accounts, the story of Jesus. Um, So Matthew 2, 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the East came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So here we see three different sets of characters. And we also say see three different sets of responses. So these chief priests, these teachers of the law, these were the religious scholars of their time. Uh, I think over the years, i spent a lot more time studying the Bible, uh, pastoring, spending way too much money on a seminary degree. And the reality is, is that I couldn't hold a candle to these guys. Um, even the ones I look up to couldn't even hold a candle to these guys in regard to uh, their scholarly, their biblical knowledge of the Old Testament. They knew this thing through and through. And they know that Jesus is to be born In Bethlehem, they know all there is so that they could fully experience God in their lives. And what do they do? Nothing. They do absolutely nothing. So when the peculiar or unexpected happens in your life, do you just do nothing? Do you chalk it up as coincidence or um, maybe just some odd accident? I don't know. See, I think oftentimes we believe that God wants to interact with us. We believe that he can move in powerful ways in both our lives and the lives of others. But when it doesn't fit into our box of going to church or reading our Bible, we just practically think that stuff just randomly happens in our lives all the time. In what ways are you like these religious leaders this morning? And then there's King Herod. Now there's, there's a lot to say about King Herod, but what I want to focus on this morning is that he eventually goes on, uh, to, to kill all of the newborn boys, uh, under two years old and younger. Um, you know, this is based on the timeline of the Magi's travel. Uh, and they weren't actually at the birth of Jesus. It, this was pre-planes and self-driving Teslas. So things took a bit, um, but I wonder if in Herod's mind, he was doing the right thing. And I, I, I guess I would bet that he was actually in his mind doing well, doing best on behalf of others, doing everything that he could with what he knew how to do. And ultimately, he saw this coming king as a threat. What would everyone do if another king showed up? If everyone knew that another king was coming, and he puts a stop to it he predetermines that this is going to be a bad outcome. 2020 has come with a lot of scary, uh, unsettling, and unexpected realities for all of us. 2021, as we look forward, presidential transition, um, potential new strains of the virus, uh, what does economic recovery look like? Uh, It's going to come with a number of probably unsettling scary and unexpected um, like we've seen this year. So how are you predetermining outcomes? Mm -hmm. As you look forward, are you predetermining that things are going to result in a negative outcome or a a negative Mm -hmm. way? Have you responded like Herod this past year? needing to have control in your life? Not really able to handle anything outside of of what you can predict. Shutting it down, running from it, uh, controlling it at all costs. Are you currently that person with the peculiar and unexpected things that might be happening in and around your life? Now imagine that. These guys were on the outside, religiously, uh, culturally, ethnically. They were astrologers, and everything about their ways and beliefs were wrong from a Jewish biblical standpoint. And what do they do? They risk it all based on what they're sensing in the stars. Now, ultimately, when the star alignment comes, they say, let's lean into this. I don't know where this is going to lead. I don't know what this means, but there's something potentially beautiful about this. And we're going to follow it all the way to the end. And The contrast here is, is powerful because the powerful in King Herod and, and the knowledgeable and the religious leaders, they either don't care or they get caught up in protecting turf when this unexpected peculiar thing comes about. And it ultimately leads to destruction. The outsiders who really have everything, who have and just are everything wrong in in that cultural standpoint, they're willing to trust and follow the light that they received and go all the way. And they end up encountering the living Christ. They end up encountering the Savior of the world. See, God met them in their openness. So, what bits of light are you taking risk for? What are the potentially beautiful things happening in your life that you could press into more? And if you're here this morning, and And it just feels like like you're on the fringes of faith. Um, Maybe you look around and you think everyone else here has things figured out. Uh, You didn't grow up in church fully, and you don't really know what to make of all the stuff in the Bible. Um, And maybe even you're just you're this morning. Like it was like I don't even know why I'm longing on. Um, There's just a lot of questions in just this journey right now. The reality is that. You're the hero of this story. That the thing inside of you that is drawing you, the thing that you don't really know what to do with, that you don't really know what to make of, but but it but it feels right. It's calling you to more, calling you to to something that seems beautiful, bigger than anything that you could control, do, or or manage. I believe that God's in it. And I, I believe that God is right there with you as you're working through these unexpected and peculiar. Events, circumstances, feelings, everything that you're going through. I think that it's you that are that that's actually doing this the most right now. Being open. For all of us, as I look back on my life, it's the peculiar and the unexpected experiences in my life that seem to have played out the most beautifully. The ones that I didn't write into the script. The ones that I wasn't sure what to do with at the time, but the ones that ultimately I was open to. You see, it's the step into the unexpected of a 75% pay cut uh, that I couldn't put words to, that I couldn't fully explain or or reason to others. um, But I felt that it was more beautiful than anything that I could do. On my own. It was bigger than anything that uh, I could dream up. And ultimately, it was, it was much more meaningful than anything that I could control. So, what is it in your life that God is asking you to be open to right now? And here's my encouragement, whatever in your life that you experience that uh, is giving you more thankfulness and uh, it's encouraging you to to just to have this desire to love others, um, do more of that. Continue to to press into that. You may not know where it's going, but just take a risk. Do more of that. Because I think one of the greatest challenges we face as the people of God is predetermining what we want for our lives. But I think one of the greatest opportunities for us as the people of God is being open to what God may have for our lives. So, again, what are some of the areas that you could have been more open to this past year? Maybe some things that you just predetermined that uh, they just weren't going to be good, they were going to be negative impacts in your life that. There really wasn't anything more to it than just a random occurrence or coincidence. It's just that as we wrap this up, what I want us to end with is just this kind of this summation of the Christmas story. And As we look forward, um, really just asking, like, what does Jesus and His Kingdom want to do in and through my life? What are the new ways over this next year that? I can actually be open to growing in just ways of goodness and beauty and love. Because the Christmas story says this, that Jesus was this, the long-awaited Messiah of Israel. But nothing about his, his arrival was expected. It's just the most bizarre thing for, like for thousands of years. He was awaited and it was pointed to. But then it was so unexpected as we've looked through this time of Advent, he was doing the unexpected through the lowly lives of the shepherds who were open. He was doing the unexpected through a simple man, Joseph, who was open. He was doing doing the unexpected through an ordinary young girl, Mary, who was open. And he was doing the unexpected through the religious outsiders the magi who were opened. Jesus and his kingdom turned the world on its head. The unexpected birth of Jesus was a light in the darkness. And even now, despite the unexpecteds of our life, we can rest in the fact that God is with us. And we can be open to the fact that God continues to bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So what unexpected thing may he be doing in and through your life if you are open? Let's go into our time of communion.